Welcome to another episode of Break the Heart Body. Um, tonight we are interviewing Ross from Nine for Nora. Hi Ross, how are you doing? Yeah, good morning, thank you. No problem. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell uh, people more about yourself and your organisation. Yeah, so um, like I say, my name is Ross, um, living in Watford. Um, and back in 2019, my wife and I sadly lost our daughter um, just shortly after birth. Um, so found obviously difficult times and needed to try and find something to focus on. So I, yeah. a few months later, um, I decided to set up an organisation called Nine for Nora, which the obviously Nora being her name and the nine represented challenges I wanted to take on in 2019. All right, okay. Um, so they were things such as Mar- the London Marathon, um, just just events that I could have something to concentrate mine on because I really found the first. I'm, I'm sweating thinking about you mentioning months. marathons there. <laughs> oh yeah, but normally when I mention marathons, people think about chocolate. Yeah. Not going to No, so I mean, I I, I had um, taken on the marathon previously um, in 2015 when we lost our nephew, sadly. Um, so it was something I knew I could I could just about do, um, and it is a challenge. Like I wanted to set myself targets that weren't ordinary targets. So going for a, I don't know a one mile bike ride isn't a challenge as such. Yeah. Um, so it was to set myself nine nine physical challenges and mental challenges, obviously, um, and it all came about really because I needed something to focus on after the loss. Um, four or five months. So she died in uh, May 2019. Yeah. So it took me a good three, four, five months just to even really leave the house properly and speak to people or anything. Um, so I made that decision sort of late that year yeah. to do these things um, and set myself the target for the, for 2019 to, to start it. Um, and then I set up Nine for Nora as a, sort of a, like a name so people had something to follow. Yeah. So how much um, have you, you raised to date then doing that? So, so in total, since the start, we've, We've just hit sixty-one thousand, I think. Wow! Which is phenomenal. I mean, that's amazing. A little bit of context: I started the fundraising page. I, I thought if I can get three thousand happy days, I mean, yeah. it's all going. It's all they're all, It's all going to different. So I've got four chosen charities, and then I just every so often, if I hear a charity that is in need or stuff, I'll just send some money their way as well. Obviously, all relating to baby loss and mental yeah, that's health. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was very fortunate in the fact that. Um, I got noticed at a Watford football match um, by um, Jake Humphrey at BT Sport. Um, All right. So he randomly spotted me in the crowd um, from his <laughs> studio um, with my hoodie on, which yeah. had the, obviously the website on the back. Yeah. Um, he went onto it, read it, welled up, donated and shared it on Twitter. Wow. And yeah, it exploded. It really exploded. So I, did, cool. I, I, was, I didn't know anything about this. I was obviously watching the game and it, was, it happened to be the, I don't know if you know about it, but the... It was a Watford FA Cup semi-final when they were 2-0 down to Wolves and come back to win. Um, and obviously, being a Watford fan, I was quite yeah. over the moon with that. Um, well, yeah, had, had, a few drinks that <laughs> had a few drinks that night. And um, yeah, got a text message. I got loads of messages come through to my phone. I was drunk, so I was like, I'm not going to read them. <laughs> um, and then just one of my old school friends, she, she sent me a message saying, you've gone viral. And I'm like, what, what are you on about? What's that? I don't know what that means, let alone what gone viral is. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she, then she just sent me a, a screenshot of my... GoFundMe page and it was on like it had gone from I think three and a half thousand up to 26 in a space of like three hours wow it was absolutely incredible and it, it, and it was obviously the, it was fantastic the money but just some of the comments that were coming on 
Yeah. Um, so especially especially for men that were been through similar, never mm. obviously said anything or just like I've been there. I know what you're going through. And it, yeah, it wasn't until the next so probably next afternoon that I really sat down and started to read through things properly and sink in what had happened. Yeah. And in within this time, Jake had obviously contacted me because he didn't know who I was. He just some random bloke had spotted in the crowd. Yeah. Um. But it's just, I mean, I am a bit of a believer that things happen for a reason. And just that yeah. day, for instance, I went to that match to watch the game and I had two tickets and two different parts of the stadium. Yeah, it's, it, um, it's crazy what like, wearing like a hoodie, like, like skyrocketed no. for you there, didn't it? That's, that's crazy. Yeah, so that. it's just one website. And the fact for him to pick that out and look at it yeah. and then do that, it's just, so I always say thank you to him. It's like, no, well, I'm not the one that's done anything. I just have that platform. So he has that platform, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. social media that. accounts. Um, yeah, so and it's been and so he's been now he's an ambassador for the chat. So I haven't set Ninth and All up yet as a as an actual charity, but yeah. that's my plan this year. Um, it, obviously, last year was wiped out completely with with COVID. The yeah. obvious, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, this year's not looking particularly great at the moment, but no. I'm positive that we can do some stuff this year. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I, the aim is to set it up as a charity, so I can obviously make, fundraise more. And obviously, with yeah. a charity being a registered registered charity, you then get extra benefits and obviously get corporate net sponsorship and stuff like that um, but it's not the, the money aside i know it sounds silly because it's sixty one thousand pound but it the money is a bonus yeah it's really it's just really getting out there and t- talking about like the fact i love the fact that i've seen nora's name and picture on the tv yeah um, that's so we well that, that's that's like what that. you want in it like you, you want a legacy sort of exactly to, to, to come from it and that's that's how I kind of started doing the the blogs and the podcasting and everything else because it was like if I don't do something like that, then I'm kind of just sitting and not feeling sorry for myself, but kind of not moving forward and doing anything to try yeah. and make a positive impact so other people don't feel alone and and, and the rest exactly. of it. You and know that, what and I that's, mean? Like I say, the big the big thing was the messages coming through on the on the GoFundMe page of keep going and. You've done so well. How can we help? How can we join in? Where yeah. do I like? Have you had, have you had any help um, through your grief? And to be honest, like yes, we had we had counselling afterwards. I've had counselling recently, and I still take medication for depression. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have anyone to talk to for three or four months. Obviously, yeah. friends and family can talk, but they can't talk about what's happened. Oh, that's um, it. I mean, I, 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 was, I was fortunate. I think I lasted about six, seven months and then I managed to find uh, Daddies with Angels and that's what kind of pulled me out. Um, yeah. yeah. But with and the it's, sort of realisation that there's other people to talk to. Exactly. And, it, it is, it's that, and it's so strange that you think, obviously you don't think of baby loss and stuff like that until it happens. Yeah. Um, and now the, I mean, I live and we, we now, and I now live in a baby loss world, if you like. Yeah. So all my social, all my social media is baby loss acquainted. Um, I mean, I, my, my first release really was finding um, Sands United, the football team. Yeah. In Northampton. So I randomly saw them on Facebook and thought, oh, give it a go. I messaged them and I've been playing for them for two years now. Yeah, um, that's, that's good. When I, was, I was looking through like some of the organisations that you uh, sort of promote. Um, I'd seen Louis yeah. on there. Louis are amazing. Um, yeah, Louis. So they were, 
They're based up near me. Them, I've uh, I've actually been to their headquarters and met um, Louis mum and grandparents as well. They're absolutely amazing. Oh, Bob, Bob and Bob and Tracy. Are, yeah, uh, I've they not are. actually met. I've not met um, um, Lewis's mum. Kirsty. Um, yeah. I speak to. I speak. Yeah, I speak to her quite a bit, and I take part in their raffles and stuff. Obviously, we're quite yeah. close with the stuff. But yeah, I've met Bob and Bob and Tracy. Actually, came to one of my events last year. Actually, I came to two of the events last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, not last year, the year before. Sorry, <laughs> missing a year out still. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they are amazing. And it's just without for Lewis, to be honest, we wouldn't have had any pictures, any memory. So we got the their memory box was in the hospital. Yeah, um, and obviously at the time we had no no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it, it was weird. It was weird for like with for Louis for me because obviously we got the memory box when we lost Oliver, and it wasn't until like a few years later. That I'd kind of, obviously, when I was, like, you know, doing stuff in the baby loss community, actually reheard of for Louis. And then one day I randomly pulled his box out and I was like, oh, wow. So, I'd, yeah, I'd, it was, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It is, and, and that's the thing I love about that charity as well, is that they, obviously those boxes are absolutely priceless. So we've got ours stored away in a little memory, memory area in the house we've got. Um, and, yeah, like you say, you just pull it out. And without that... Yeah, it would have. I don't know because we'd have lost so many, so many memories like lockets of Nora's hair yeah. and the pictures. And, and, any of the groups uh, that do like the the memory boxes for the hospitals and that, it's just phenomenal. It yeah, really again, is. like and so what I try and do with a lot of the money that I donate is I say to the charities, can a, a big proportion be used for those boxes because yeah, you, that, you, like they, then it's like as we now know after suffering baby loss ourselves, how how often it does happen. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did that. Yeah. I, that um, that survey I'd spoke to you about. Um, that's finished. I, I managed to get 40, um, 40 comments back from that. Um, right. Yeah. And it's it's still shocking how many people aren't getting signposted for support straight afterwards. Like, well, and it's but it's it's so hard because obviously every every loss is different. Yeah. And the hospital are so busy now. Obviously, but in general they are anyway. And it must be so hard where do you because it's not it's not like they can say right you can go to this specialist to be seen yeah this is the support group you can go to they 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 sort of leave you to it in theory right so we were given a sands pack when we left the hospital but we didn't really that's how i found out about sands i didn't really use it because you yeah. don't want to make that step because you feel well if i go to them i'll be a week am i yeah see oh, i had that I problem just... like i i didn't have a very good experience with sands um I'd um, I'd approached them for support and basically got told there was not for me in my area. Right, I yeah. felt a bit, a bit, I felt a bit <laughs> deflated by that, obviously. And um, I'll be perfectly honest, we we had the same here because Watford there isn't there yeah. isn't a Hertfordshire. Um, but it wasn't a case of you know here's another organisation you could go to, or right. we can try help you. It was a case of sorry, bye. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, I've heard that obviously. I'm I'm sure it happens with other charities but oh absolutely there's shortfalls in everything like everybody's of course yeah everybody at some point is going to slip through a gap in some service yeah of course they are and it's just and it's just that and that's part of what led me to start my what my second campaign if you like through nine for Nora, which is my yeah dads and lads network um the background of that really is just because i knew how tough it was for me you know having anyone to talk to yeah, um, and I got a few friends that opened up to me afterwards. Saying, "Yeah, we had a miscarriage five years ago, which they've never talked about." 
Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> the, the little girl that's buried next to Nora um, at the cemetery, I now good friends with her dad, and he's in the group. So oh. he, he had the same, he had exactly the same thing. She and Ruby passed away. September so the, uh, the, the Nora, dads so. and lads network is that, is it a WhatsApp group? Yeah. So the idea originally was <clears throat> to do a local group because there was no. Again, I go back to Sands. We went to the Light of Life in the October. Yeah. Um, and we met up with the Harpsian. And I was like, is there a dad's group I can go to? Because I know Northampton. They've got 30, 35 men in their dad's group go every month. Yeah. Um, and the guys like no because we couldn't get enough people, so we just stopped it. And my my first reaction was sort of like. Oh, that's a shame. And then yeah. the more I thought about it, I was like, well, you only need two people <laughs> um, and you can do it. So I just thought, well, I know within within a few months of losing Nora, I knew at least six of my closest friends that have been through a, a loss of some kind. Yeah. Um, had never spoke about it. And they, they not particularly they needed now to speak about it, but it just made me think, well, how many other people are there that have nowhere to go? Yeah. Um, or like you have tried a, a, a support group that wasn't helped. So yeah. I basically set up prints and flyers off um, saying I want to set up this group in Hertfordshire uh, or the Watford area. And I wanted the plan is to meet up once every couple of months yeah, um, and potentially do some events together. But obviously last year happened and we couldn't meet up. So it's sort of, it's, it's not the meeting ups fell to one side, the groups, we, so we set up the WhatsApp groups. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing about online groups is they, they never really stop, no matter what. No, and we've had, so the group's been started, I started it last January. Um, so we've got, actually got two groups now. So we've got one specifically for baby loss, or child, young child loss. Um, yeah. And one group's just for general mental health, mental health. So it's not professional, it's just a group that anyone can join. Send me a message and so you don't even need to tell me why. Just say, I've lost... I'm looking for supporters and like-minded men that have been through similar. Um, and we do. And I, I, I had a guy email me last night and say, oh, I've seen your poster on Facebook. Um, I've not known where to turn. And he only lost last weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he said, can I just ask me a bit about the group? And I said, this is what it is. No pressure group. Talk as much or as little as you like. Um, and yeah, so he joined this morning and straight away, probably six or seven of the guys in the group welcomed him. Yeah. Just said, look, need anything? Give us a shout. You don't want to talk. And we've got guys in there that have never said anything. Yeah. They just sit back and maybe listen and you don't know what they're going through, but that's the idea of it. It's not that pressure of... Yeah. Because, again, when we first lost Nora, we were said about, oh, can you go to like the groups therapy? Yeah. And, I'm from, and I was like, I'm not seeing around six other couples. A, having to tell my story again and again and listening to others because it's not, I don't find it fair and I struggle. So just that, and, and for me, with a WhatsApp group, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can hide behind it a bit in the fact that I don't have to be on it. So if someone said to me when I first said, oh, you're not going to be like unindated with messages. I said, yeah, I might be, but I don't have to reply to them. I'm still, I'm part of the group. I'm not leading this group. Yeah. It's, it's a group, it runs on its own. So, like I say, we might not have any messages on there for three or four days. Yeah. And it's, then suddenly we've got... It's a good uh, model, is the peer-to-peer thing, like people supporting each yes. other. It's Yeah, and what you I, find I'm, as well... Yeah, I, I opened up much more with that than I probably would have done with a counsellor, personally, for me. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I actually dealt with a counsellor well one on one, but the thought of meeting with someone else with other yeah. people, I don't. I'm, I I struggle. I've always struggled with anxiety anyway, even before yeah. Nora, um, and just meeting up with people and like even doing this probably two years ago, I wouldn't have been done. Yeah. Just as sort a of thought, thinking, oh, what, what, what do I say if people here are not going to understand or whatever? It, it took me over two years to start doing the podcast. Yeah. Like, and I think it took me six months to actually write down and actually share Oliver's story. It was, it was crazy. I'd sat there and obviously read other people's. Yeah. And then one day something clicked and it's like, you've got to start doing something. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. I don't know if you found it, but for me, saying the story out loud or writing it down did help in a weird weird sort of way yeah it... it was it was a weird one when i um because writing it down that happened obviously years ago that but i did like I, I read it out sort of and spoke about it on one of my uh first podcast episodes and that felt really strange yeah yeah really really strange yeah, yeah. i think it's always hard as well because i when i spoke about it obviously i've had, <laughs> so I've had to speak about it live on sky news yeah uh, which was which was surreal. Obviously, you're, you're sitting there in a studio talking about something you never expect to talk about. Yeah. But then you sort of like afterwards, you, you think back and think, I've had to go through that and say it. How many people out there are listening to that, thinking I've had to do that but not been able to say it? Yeah. It's, it's, Can it's they crazy. now say it? Yeah. Uh, and we, like you say, we've got people in the group that have said they would never, wouldn't be in a group normally. Yeah. Um, but this is the nice way, and so that hopefully by the end of this year we will be able to do a meet up um, physically. Well, obviously, so, so we had fingers one. crossed for that. Fingers crossed for a lot of charities as well, because obviously they're starting to feel the pinch now. A lot of the smaller ones that like would normally just about get by are just obviously they're struggling. Yeah, yeah well, for less, I mean, like for Lewis and Keach, another one that I look uh, fundraise for. They're obviously two smallish charities in the scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and it, it is difficult, and that's why I was very fortunate last year to still raise like four thousand pounds. But what I did, I just did like a lottery game, a few scratch cards, yeah, give people something so they can win back as well. And it, it's nice to do raffles and things like that. Yeah. Um, and hopefully the event, because the events are great, but they're more they're more for me. Yeah. To keep my mind going, and that's why last year was tough because you're like, oh, I've got this challenge next month, and you're like, oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. So and. So you, you've got a bit of weight, you don't really train, you lose a bit of willing to do it. Um, obviously, you've always got that, your, your angel to do it for and other yeah. people's angels, but just it's just that having something in your, your, your mind to keep yourself occupied. Yeah. Um, so the plan is obviously, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, towards the end of the year, we can have a maybe a Christmas gathering. Yeah. Um, but what's ha- what has happened organically is that the WhatsApp group has grown re- across the country now for dads and lads. So Obviously, the flyers still say half year meetups, but obviously, one knows they can't happen. Yeah. But I've got, I say, I've got, we've got as a group, we've got two guys in Scotland, um, um, one from Newcastle, one from Sunderland. Then we got down to Bournemouth. It's, like, it's, it's spread out across the country, which is fantastic because yeah. That's good. you don't know then who, who they can then share it with. And they might set up their own group in their own area. And yeah. So, so that's the, that's, that, that was the, the plan, really, just to get more people. Well, that, that's speak. it. As long as people are talking, it doesn't really matter who's who, who's running it or who's doing it. As long as just people are sat feeling all alone. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I, don't I, I, I like I say. Yes, I set up a WhatsApp group. Anyone can do that. I don't take any. Take, take anything for doing it. It's it's our group now. It's just 
I happen yeah. to be the person people contact to put yeah. in the group. <laughs> Can't have everyone doing that. Why be <laughs> yeah. but yeah. but I'm just I it just every day like now if we don't have anyone on there I feel happier because that makes sense not talking. Yeah, because they're in that group, knowing they can talk, but. If they're not talking, all right, yes, they might be in a bad way if they don't want to talk. But generally yeah. what I've found is it's because they're in a good place. It's, it's like when, when you get new members as well, it's a double-edged sword because, like, one, you're glad that they found you, and two, like, you're absolutely broken that somebody else has actually had to go through it. Yeah, and this gentleman yesterday, he's like, so he's obviously been for a, a, a COVID-19 pregnancy. Mm. So it hasn't, been, hasn't even been able to be involved in a lot of it. So yeah, that's hard. I mean, listening to that, I was like, it's like, yeah, knowing the, the opposite side of that being involved with everything. Yeah, that, that's like an extra layer of uh, added sort of stress to the situation that you don't really need. Yeah, exactly. But everyone's been good. People have been chatting to them today. And I'll, I'll, I do tend to message the new members individually the first couple of weeks just to, yeah. if, if I'm in the right headspace. Obviously, if I'm not in the right headspace, I don't because it's not fair on them or me. Well, no, exactly. Um, you, you can't um, help somebody else if you're having a, a bad enough time yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, but no. I mean, all in all, it's it's working really well. But we've had a couple of guys that have joined and left because it didn't fit for them. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and we've got one guy in the mental health group that leaves quite regularly and then comes back, but he really is struggling. Like, he, yeah. He opens up about how much he's struggling. Um, and obviously, we're not professional groups, so we can't be in there saying you can, you should do this, you should do that. We're not. Yeah. We're just saying, look, if you need us any time of the night, text us. If what if one of us is awake, generally they would answer. Them yeah. And, so he's left a couple of times. He's like, "Oh, I feel sorry," but I'm like, "No, never. No one ever needs to apologise." He's like, "Yeah, that, that's it." I mean, your... so, sometimes just sending somebody a message and knowing somebody's replied to it is more than enough. Yeah, exactly. To help pull you exactly. out of a bit of a slump, I know that. Much. Yeah, and I remember one one because this this guy in particular went through a stage of probably messaging in the middle of the night, sort of two, three o'clock in the morning, every few nights, and I got to a stage where I just in the end, if I was awake, I'd reply. Yeah. Um, but obviously, if he's not, but in the end, if, even if I just saw it, I'd be like, sorry, mate, I'm asleep. But I will, I'll get, hopefully, right, I'll speak to you in the morning. Or, and so, or someone else would. Um, and there was all, generally always someone replying, whatever time of day. Um, and yeah. obviously, the more people you get in the group, but the, the, the hard thing is that someone says, what happens when you get too many people? I was like, well, then we'll look at different groups for different, yeah, what people may need. Because, like I say, the guy that joined yesterday has had two miscarriages, um, which is the complete opposite to me going through full labour until the end. Yeah. Um, and then, in fact, my wife had a message today from one of her friends in Australia and their friends just lost um, their child who's two, which is another completely different minefield. Um, yeah, that, that's one thing I, because, like, um, Oliver died, like, 19 hours after birth. And I'd always sat there and thought, if we'd have a, if I'd have had me here for a few years, I don't think I'd have even, I, I just don't know how I'd have even got through that. No, and it, I, I mean, now I look at it with, we've got our uh, Ernie, who's 17 months now, and like I look at and even that goes through my like, yeah. The thought of losing him um, would just be like it tells you what. Like yes, losing Nora was the hardest thing I'll ever go through. Um, but I always part of me is like, well, she hasn't suffered. We haven't suffered. We haven't had to yeah. go through. And again, I don't, I don't know if I've touched spoke to you about this before, but so my brother lost his son, um, Kieran, when he was ten. Oh, um, yeah. through he was he had lots of disabilities for his age. Um, yeah, basically died. He had double pneumonia in the end. But oh. so I've been on. I have been on that side of it as well. And that's yeah. It's it's again. It's it's that in between because we did have ten years with him. They he had no quality of life, but yeah, he was ten, and he, we had a bit of, 
bit more time than but that that in between stage I think is a very tough one. Yeah. yeah I, think I, I, I think I'd have struggled more with that than when we did lose him, if that makes sense. It's 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 crazy what your mind yeah. starts running away with and like thinking though as well. Well, and it's like when people have joined the group, they said and they I, I had one last week told me his story before he joined the group and then sorry church bells with the background right. <laughs> um yeah he told me his story and then i told him mine he was like, oh god mine's nothing like yours i was like yeah but that's irrelevant yeah <laughs> it's like every loss is a loss and exactly I, there, there's guys in the sands football team that have had one of the guys had nine miscarriages in the last 10 years and you're like i you, i can't i can't comprehend that um, yeah. because it's the complete opposite to me but it's, well, I've got a friend who's yeah, like 12 and it's like, wow, how, how anybody even like still goes with that? Like even, but then again, you know, one's bad enough, two's bad enough, three's bad enough, but it's like that continuously through your life, that heartbreak, I don't know how anybody yeah. could still be standing after that. No, no. Well, and the guy from, from my football team, um, he said there's not been a moment in the last 10 years where they've not been pregnant or grieving. Yeah. yeah it's, it's and that's crazy, just, it? like, you think of it that way, and you're like, that's 10 years. It blows your mind. Life. It's like, wow. Yeah, and that's, and I, and that's why I feel myself on the, in the worst scenarios where we've lost a child. So, so lucky. Yeah. We've, we've been able to have Ernie afterwards. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I can appreciate how, like, going through the pregnancy after losing is... It's, it's you remember <laughs> you, you do though i because i find myself remembering more from my rainbows pregnancy than i do from all of us and i remember well, yeah. how nerve-wracking every single day was and it was like yeah, it, every scan yeah it proper every, just it messes with your head and then obviously you've got all their firsts and then you start thinking back going oh well you know yeah what would they been doing it's that, that's another double-edged sword that just constantly plays on your mind because you've got all these happy moments and then all of a sudden your mind is running away with itself exactly yeah and it's and that's what i found the tough at the start the sort of with only the first year especially it was like what was she been doing then what would Nora been doing then yeah i mean i don't know about you early... but like i struggled to bond with my rainbow for a while i don't know I, I really don't with Ernie. i think i i, I think i yeah, I don't know. I guess it's so different for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Um, maybe it's, I think it may have helped for me personally that we had a boy after a girl and not another girl. Yeah. Um, but then who's to say, I don't know. It, you just, it's so it's, hard. It, to... It's great because I've, I've spoke to a few other people who like their experiences were similar and it's like, it's sad in a way because it ruins like the first year. And for, for me, like, it hurts to admit that I struggle to bond with my own child. You know what I mean? But it was it was so sweet. Yeah. But you hear that you do hear that, uh, that quite common. It's a quite a common thing because, um, what they say the guy that's a good friend who's uh, the daughter's next to Nora. He he said the same at the start. But I I feel like I, luckily I guess I've been able to make the most of it. And I I think maybe give him too much attention because you go the other way don't you and then yeah. like everything bubble cotton wrapping and everything but um i think yeah once once he was born like the re- obviously the relief and the first couple of weeks you're like oh because obviously nora died similar to oliver nora's nine hours but even that first couple of days we were like is he breathing is he can he see can he hear so even when they were doing like the ear test in the hospital we we're like she, and she was like oh i haven't got anything yet i'm like oh god what's going to happen and it, you, you, yeah. you fear the worst for everything Oh, yeah. uh, is there a heartbeat at the scans? Is there 
Yeah, and this is what I found difficult in, in the last few weeks with the guys that joined the group that they've been talking about. They've not been able to even go to the scans. So they've had, like, the guy joined yesterday had nothing. He wasn't allowed to the six feet, wasn't allowed to the 12, and yeah. they lost before the 20. So I, I find that, I think it, like, varies, like, from the NHS trust, because yeah. um, my, my daughter's mother, we separated um, a, a while back, and she's currently pregnant, but her partner's been allowed to go to the scans up here in uh, Tyne and Weir. Yeah, and I think I think you are, most places. I don't, I think he said you're allowed after 20, on the 20 onwards, and obviously they lost before that. yeah. But also, what what I what I so hard about that is they it's not their first child either. So yeah, if it was your first, you sort of can get it because the NHS are doing what they're doing because they have to. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah. if you, but like with us, obviously, we were uh, Ernie was born pre-COVID, so yeah. we actually we moved hospitals because we just couldn't face going back to the hospital we had Nora in. Yeah. Um. So we moved hospitals, and they couldn't do anything more for it. It was like every scan they had they had a, a specialist in there with us just yeah. to comfort to make sure we understood everything. Um, so I think that's and I and funny enough I had an email from the midwives at Watford General um, yesterday or Monday and um, asking me and uh, Naomi to do a Zoom call with them to speak to midwives about care and treatment afterwards and stuff like that because I think I think you get a bit lost sometimes because when we went back to we went back to Watford for uh, Ernie's first scan and I remember the woman in there didn't have a clue that we'd lost before. They were, didn't have an idea. We had a sand sticker on our pregnancy book, on our paperwork. Yeah. Um, and th- that first guy, we said, oh, is this your first? And you're like, you should know that. <laughs> Irrelevant. Like, it must be so hard because it, it obviously does happen more frequently than we, we, we'd like to think. Yeah. But just to have that, just to then to, a bit more, bit, bit more thought, but again, you're in a hospital where midwives have run off their feet 24 uh, Yeah, exactly. It's it's tough. They can't expect them. Unless you work in that field, you can't really appreciate it, can you? No, no. And it was it's so nice when we moved to the second hospital that they they knew everything. They were like, we can give you two student midwives all the time for every appointment, blah, blah, blah. It was yeah. just so nice. But then you hear these stories, these guys that are getting nothing. Well, not yeah, the guys, the mums as well. And they're just not getting that yeah. support. I mean... If we'd like to have another child, so if we do, I couldn't imagine not going with Naomi yeah. and my wife because I mean, just every scan you're like, she's holding on to me. Is there a heartbeat? Yeah. Is there this? Is there that? And, and yeah, again, it's... until you've been through that, and it's yeah, that that was a very tough nine months, I must admit. Probably, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was up there with the like the sort of first few months after Nora, like just the the anxiety and everything and the stress that comes with it. and Yeah, absolutely. You, you, like you say, you've said it again, again and again, your mind just races of what yeah. could, what, what, if, what if it happens? What what do we do? And what if it's a reoccur? Because we don't, in our situation, we didn't have, we still don't have a, a particular reason why Nora died. Yeah. There's no, it's not been put down. Yeah, uh, yes, your lack of oxygen, but there was no reason for it. Like all, all of our organs and stuff are absolutely, perfect and fine and body was formed completely fine yeah so we still don't know so now when we had ernie we're like oh it could go it could happen again yeah fortunately it hasn't and we i mean we did have a cesarean with ernie just because we couldn't really neither of us could face going through the labor again yeah um just because of what happened the, 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 the what happened with Nora, not not because we like my wife gave birth to um, Nora naturally it was fantastic yeah but yeah the after <laughs> the after i wasn't um, yeah. so it wasn't that it was just the thought of having to just you know, again your mind oh what if it what if it, I couldn't I, I, I couldn't even think about it. if that anyone to go through what I had to see 
yeah just to go through that the thought of going through that again it was just horrific so yeah, we we were a c-section it, it was perfect to be honest it was one of those we went even even the surgeon knew our story yeah so when when uh, ernie was taken out whatever you want to whatever way you want to put it cut open he was like do you want to look do you want to see it i was like at first i was like no there's no way i want to see you cutting open my wife's belly yeah. but then i did and then just see it so i actually, and he let us cuddle him straight away it wasn't like they took him straight to the table it was everything was just made to measure for our needs yeah that's that's really like good to, to hear as well like that's yeah that's good yeah, because you, you you hear horror stories, don't you? Of some of some births and yeah, when the, the way I mean, and don't you know, we we weren't treated. We don't believe we were treated well well at the first hospital with Nora, but partners understand the why and, the, and you see the pressures of nurses, midwives all the time. And yeah. no one's no person. Isn't, and with Nora, it's no one's individual fault that she died. Yeah, um, it's one of those things that happens. Just it is. It's still hard to not know what why and but we never will so we sort of we've had to yeah. move on from that and be like well, well it, that, even if we did find out it doesn't change anything apart yeah, from exactly. the future pregnancies that's the only thing yeah. we're worried about is future pregnancies and yes we've had early so hopefully again if we do have another if we're lucky enough to have another um yeah. it would be fine but i think it would be a cesarean i don't think yeah i don't think we'd go through the, the natural no. route yeah um, absolutely just just for this just for the stress of for my wife and myself just yeah you know, just uh definitely and but, i uh, and i had yeah go on God, I was say, yeah, so I was just saying, I, I had a lot of uh, EMDR therapies, like so, the, the, the erasing your memory sort of stuff, because the thoughts of that going through, and even like I still think of it now and go through it, every, not every day, but quite often go through the birth again and stuff. But yeah, that, that counseling really did help. And I think that was the first time I realized that I needed help. Yeah. Like before that, like, I was doing things like, well, I can chat to people, it's not really doing anything, but that actually helped. Um, and when people in my group say to me now, oh, I don't think I could do counts. I was like, just don't say, I'm not saying go and do it because I can't tell you it's going to work for you. But if you get a chance, if someone offers you it, just take it. If you go for 20 minutes, you know, it's not for me. Fine. Yeah. But at least, yeah. Anything you can get off, anything offered, just take because, like you said earlier on, there's not, there's not that isn't going to come to you, sadly. If you lose a baby, people don't, charities don't come to you and say, what do you need? You have to go to them and say, I need you. Yeah. Um, and then hope that you can get something out of that. And some, some, sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But if you're offered it, I would say, yeah, take it. And we're quite fortunate. We get um, a few charities come to to me now and say, is there anyone in your group that wants free counselling? So I share it to the group. If they want it, they can, it's there. So yeah, that's good. Um, there is stuff out there. It's just, it's just hard the fact to think you have to search for it still. Um, and that's part of the reason for my group is that it's there for everyone. And the fact that guys have picked a leaflet up in the hospital and thought, oh, actually, I will text them. Yeah, that's don't, good. Don't know me for that, but um, hopefully. Like, and again, it's Nora's legacy because they're looking at the web. So we've set up a website to, which tells Nora's story in short. Um, and then what we've done and hopefully people read that and go, oh, actually, yeah, you can get through that step. And it's not to say I'm out, like, you're, you're through it. You, you're never through it. Grief will carry on. The loss of a child forever, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and there's not, not not a day goes by I don't think think of Nora at all. But I think just knowing there are people out there that have been through it and have got through it. Um, Absolutely. And also, to know that other people, other people aren't getting through it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because just knowing there's other people that are like you and you're not on your own. That's that's the big thing. That that for me that was a massive relief. Like finding out that there were mm. other people that I could talk to that would fully understand every feeling I was having. 
yeah, and, and kind of normalise yeah, exactly, it and it, stop me freaking out, thinking I was like, you know, the only one, or it was like I shouldn't be feeling this way, when in fact it was completely normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't, and, and that's I think that's the key message we get out and off. That like today with the message of the new guy was that's normal to feel that way. That's normal to feel that way. That's normal. Everyone said the similar thing, whereas some that I think you feel when it happens to you, yeah. it's not that I shouldn't be crying. I shouldn't be. Uh, I, I shouldn't be not talking to anyone I should be mad I should be the man and being, hey, I'm fine and I and I did that for the first few weeks if someone takes yeah. me yeah I'm alright but then I learned if you're not alright say you're not alright because otherwise your friends will just think yeah that's something I wish I learned right. sooner well, because I spent I spent years saying yeah I'm fine and I yeah. really shouldn't have done yeah but it's easy to say now isn't it but after it like it's at the time you, you, you feel like you're in, in subconsciously, you probably don't feel like you have to. You just do it because it's the yeah. natural, ma- manly thing to do, isn't it? To say, "Yeah, I'm fine." But I, I to be, I was very fortunate. I, I suppose I was quite lucky that I think because I'd been through the loss with Kieran, yeah, the nephew. So obviously, I've been through that, and the people have spoke about that. I could, I knew I needed to open up a bit more. And so, if if my friend, some like some friends of mine, I have still haven't never mentioned Nora's name to me just because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. But I don't. There's no. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, no, but then no, I've exactly. got good. Um, but I've got. I live four doors down from one of my best friends now, and he. I remember that at the time he was the first person I saw about four weeks after, um, and he texted me, and I think in fact he texted um, my wife because I wasn't replying. She got me out of the house again. I said, yeah. "Just go for a walk with him." I was like, "Okay." And then he was like, "You're right." I was like, "No." <laughs> right, not, I didn't know. I couldn't say why. Or he knew, but. It's just yeah. yeah, it's 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 it is hard to say no. I'm not all right. It's very hard um, because yeah. you don't want to seem. It's not. It's not even not when they seem weak, but you just don't want to seem like that. Like nothing should phase us, should it? As men, it should be just like you get on with it. It yeah. happens. But and the big thing I said to a lot of the friends that have lost you, that I spoke to, and friends that I've made through the groups. It's uh, yeah. You've just got to, you've just got to say you're not all right because. Do it because if you don't, you'll eat you up inside for a yeah. long time. Absolutely. I'm sure you understand that, and and like you, you get ill from it, and then you get you get worse, and then you think you might your mind just goes into sort of a denial mode that you will be all right, you are fine, and then <laughs> yeah, you're not. absolutely. It's, but yeah, so really, that's, that's the bigger thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's been real good talking to you, and yeah, I will post um, your social media stuff on when I post the podcast as well, so people can find out more about you. Yeah, lovely. that'd be great. Yeah, and I thought I'll share it all over my ones as well. No problem. But yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and finding out more. Yes, and you, mate. Yeah. yeah. If you need anything ever again, or if you've got someone that needs some groups or anything, you've got my details. So send them over. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Cheers. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care, mate. Bye. You've been listening to Brain Heart Body. If you would like to reach out to us, please contact us via our Facebook page, Oliver's Legacy Media Group.